Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Creatures Features, the show where we discuss the strangest creatures in mythology, cryptozoology, and pop culture. My name is Jackie, your monsterologist for the day, and here is Aaron, who will be learning about our creature right alongside all of you. So, how are you doing, Aaron? I do good. I want to know about this monster. That's true. So, do you remember the uh, the hint I gave you? Uh, you said it was a hangry monster. It's true. Or can be hangry. Can be hangry. Right. The only thing I've had in my mind for the past few days is Snorlax from Pokemon. <laughs> I'm glad Snorlax is is what's still in your mind. Interestingly enough, there might be, and by might be, I mean there will be, a Pokemon connection to this for our pop culture section. Uh, but it is not a Snorlax. Oh, sweet. We get our first Pokemon connection. I. It's true. Mm. Oh, the first of many, I'm sure. Uh, just given the sole number of connections there are. Uh, so this week, we're going to be talking about... Uh, a monster, and I apologize ahead of time for pronunciation. I've been trying to practice it, and I know I'm going to say it wrong. The Futakuchi Ona, uh, or Una, um, also known as the Two-Mouthed Woman. Um, oh, no. The... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, before I get into it, what do you possibly already know or not know about this creature? Oh, if I'm thinking correctly, it's a Japanese yokai. Uh, I think mm-hmm. a spirit of a dead woman. And... Uh, I think it's the inspiration for Mawile. Well, we'll see if you're right. Uh, you are correct, uh, first of all, with the fact that, yes, the Futakuchi Ona is a yokai, um, a type of Japanese monster spirit, uh, for those unaware. Um, it appears specifically in a class uh, of Japanese mythology where women are afflicted by a curse or supernatural disease that transforms them into a yokai. So we're not dealing with something... Um, like from its inception, uh, some sort of monster or spirit. Um, it's some, it's a person that becomes a yokai. Any ideas on, uh, appearance for this particular creature or what's in your head for this? So instantly thinking about some other female Japanese yokai I know, um, Mm -hmm. like the slit mouth woman, or I can't remember what it's called, but the spirit from Ringu. Instantly thinking that pale, white skin, like, dark, dark hair, bloodshot eyes, if any. And I'm going to assume the back of its head, like, the back of its skull is a second mouth. Not like the hair, like in Mawile's case. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Some pretty good uh, guesses there. So, um, not a lot of detailing about the, um, the actual, like, appearance of the woman herself. Um, apparently, uh, Futakuchi Ona appear ordinary, um, often consider very, considered very beautiful. Second to get the cat down off my computer. Uh, often considered very beautiful as I feel like a, a lot of myths like this tend to go. Um, they have a normal mouth on their face. And then as you, uh, accurately predicted a second mouth hidden underneath their hair. Um, so it's not their hair itself. It is, uh, hidden. Um, pretty much also, yes, every interpretation I saw, um, artistically was very dark haired. Um, as far as the mouth itself, typically what happens is the skull splits apart, uh, forming teeth, uh, tongue, also sometimes lips, which was specifically what kind of terrified me, um, when I was first looking into this monster. I mean, you gotta put lipstick Um, on the back of your head, right? You gotta look Apparently, honestly... Some of the artistic representations I saw, it did indeed look like someone had put lipstick on the back of their head, so you're not wrong. 
Um, oftentimes, an interesting note, the hair is involved um, in terms of the uh, hair moving like tentacles almost to feed the mouth. Um, so it's an interesting sort of motion to it there that is somewhat unpleasant, but... Um, Only in Japan can your hair turn into tentacles. Only in Japan. Exactly. Um, and, and yeah, like I said, some some interpretations I, I find very interesting. There were literal lips. Um, s- sometimes also it's just kind of a gaping mouth surrounded by uh, black hair. So, interesting there. Um, I'm going to send you, as we did the first time around, uh, some links of some things that might uh, come up later on. Um, Link me the monsters. Link me the monsters. Uh, So if you click on that first link that I sent you, oh, actually, it kind of auto-filled in a lot of the pictures. Yeah, it did. Um, Yeah, so you can see some of the pictures there. Oh, don't like those Um, lips. That first one, yeah, specifically, and and I realize in that first image, uh, those aren't eyes, it's just like food that's being kind of strategically held and kind of looks like eyes i noticed which is very interesting yeah no those are just like rice balls yeah it's they're not actually is that just onigiri i couldn't tell you honestly um and one last note while we're still in the uh, appearance portion of things uh before we get into our myths although it's a slight teaser uh the second mouth can usually be completely hidden until it's too late kind of nudge on uh some things we're going to find out when we get to their origins and myths. Uh, so what kind of thoughts, what kind of thoughts are going through your head right now? Looking at uh, the information I sent you. So I'm, I'm seeing some familiar faces here. Yes, we'll get to those later. We don't want to, yeah, we'll, we'll, but we'll uh, not want to spoil those. Along, along with that, um, this really does remind me of another uh, popular, maybe not cryptid, but mythological creature. Um, I believe that it, it's, um, oh my god. Why can't I think of the place? <laughs> oh my gosh. It's more of a English-made Polynesian myth. Um, okay. But it's called the Manangal. Basically a vampiric beautiful woman who splits herself in half at night. Oh, I think I've seen images of these, yeah. But yes, They're it's terrifying. got some very similar vibes going on here. Yeah. The femme fatale. Yeah, I think what's specifically unsettling to me about the uh, Futakuchi Ona is the actual skull splitting apart aspect of it is very unsettling to me. Um, because it's not just like this mouth forms. It actually like opens up the back of the head, which is terrifying to think about. I want to know what that anatomy uh, looks like. Yeah, uh, not good, I'm sure. Uh, so let's move on to our next session, which is the origins uh, of the creature. Um, so out of curiosity, you kind of already mentioned one, but do you have any guesses at the origins um, for this particular uh, yokai? Yokai origins for, like, particularly women yokai in general are never good. So I'm assuming no. she was either killed by someone she loved, committed suicide because of love, or something bad happened, love. All very solid options. Um, you're you're on the right track. There's actually a few different origins that I found, um, as is common with myth. You know, there, there's not just one explanation for things. Um, one of them is used in what's called the like prototypical um, or like the classic, well-known version, like the kind of widely agreed upon original. Um, but we'll get to that one last because then we'll go into that story. Um, so there's one 
Uh, one origin of the, of the Futakuchi Ona um, occurs when a stingy woman was hit in the head with her husband's axe by accident while he was chopping wound, and then the wound never healed and turned into a mouth. By accident, big air yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I, I don't know how you accidentally hit someone in the back of the head while you're chopping wood. Um, that sounds a little suspect to me, mm, personally. H- hubby looking sus. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think there's there's an issue there, uh, maritally, probably. Uh, but that's our first origin. So it's this actual physical wound. Again, going back to that, like, splitting of the skull um, that forms this mouth. Um, terrifying. And again, I, I'm pretty sure that guy just tried to murder his wife and really messed it up. She's a little too stingy. She won't let me go buy the PS5. It's time to offer. <laughs> I've got to do it. And then it forms a second mouth, and you're just like, well... Fuck, that's not what I wanted. Is that the disk drive? All right, so uh, the next origin um, is pretty closely to what you were thinking, um, which is a a woman lets her stepchild die of starvation while keeping her own daughter fed. Um, so we're, we're talking about a lady who, like, has her own kid, marries some guy who also has a daughter, uh, lets her stepchild die. So we've got a Hansel um, and Gretel from, going on here. Kinda, yeah. Uh, so from starvation, um, the spirit of that neglected child then lodges itself inside either the stepmother or the surviving daughter's body for revenge. Um, and then, you know, ends up that. Hey, sis, I know it wasn't technically your fault, but guess <laughs> who's going to pay for all eternity? But honestly, isn't that the way with fairy tales? Like, often things... Obviously, this isn't, like, a per se fairy tale, but fairy tales, myth, lore, a lot of the times, it's stuff being taken out on people who really didn't have anything to do with it in the first place. Uh, going back to episode one, poor Tarask walks into town, all exactly. nice and converted. Yeah, he was he was, he was was a God-fearing Christian at that point, and, <laughs> and he got killed. Um, so that's, that's our second method, which is an interesting one. Uh, but... Now we'll hit the most common one. Um, the one that kind of falls into the uh, prototypical story. Um, it deals apparently with how little a woman eats. Some slight, like, sexist undertones to this, but, you know, it's a it's a myth involving women, so those tend to have those. Um, so apparently to counteract this lack of eating, the second mouth forms. Apparently, if not fed, starts spitting insults at the woman, screaming at her, um, until it eventually gains control of her hair and gorges, gorges itself on double the amount of food a normal person would eat. This just sounds like a mixture of anxiety, depression, and an actual eating disorder. Kinda, yeah. There's, I, th- I feel like there's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of problems here um, with that. But yes, it is an interesting, an interesting version. Um, and also the most common one, so... I think somebody, like, had to have gone to a psychiatrist, didn't like what they were being told, so they're like, no, I'm a yokai now. Way back in ancient Japan, all the psychiatrists hanging out. <laughs> no, I, I get your point, though, and it's that's uh, completely reasonable. Yeah, there's... You can definitely draw a lot of lines, I think, with a lot of folklore and things you can. Mental illness gets stig- stigmatized really bad in folklore. Narcissus... Um, Eat your heart out. Yeah. Uh, I, on, honestly, there's 
you could probably make an, a, a case for uh, vampires being people who suffered from like insomnia. Like there's, I mean, that's a very basic example, but I feel like there's a lot of that. There's tons. Yeah. Uh, it, it's people trying to explain something they didn't understand is essentially the core of, of legends. So yeah, mental illness would be part of that. Uh, so with our prototypical origin in mind, we're going to move into uh, kind of what I found to be that classic story. Um, so settle in for story time with a terrifying <laughs> hungry monster in the back of your head. I mean, literally in the back of your head. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, in a small village, uh, we have a, a very stingy miser uh, who lives all by himself, uh, never gotten married specifically uh, because he doesn't like the thought of paying for food to support a family. Uh, so he's <laughs> decided to be alone his entire life as a result. Uh, one day, he meets a woman uh, who doesn't eat anything. Dream. Great for him. Dream the, come yeah, the the dream for this guy. Uh, so he takes her as his wife. Uh, she doesn't eat, but apparently works really hard. So this miser is thrilled that he found what apparently is the perfect woman for him. Ah, uh, yes, the perfect woman. Man. Does not eat and is slave. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Uh, so as their life together goes on, uh, he starts to wonder, why is my storage of rice steadily decreasing, uh, even though I know how much I eat and my wife's not eating? You know, a fair question. I would probably first assume, like, rats or something are getting into my stores. I would say mice. Yeah, I, you know, but, you know, teach their own. So apparently, um, I guess he was getting suspicious that his wife was sneaking food when he wasn't around and then pretending like she doesn't eat. How you know, dare uh, you seek sustenance, wench? A great guy, I know. Uh, so apparently one day he pretends to leave for work. Uh, instead, staying behind to spy on his wife, as you do. Uh, and apparently, while spying on his wife, he saw her part her hair in the back, her skull split open, revealing a mouth. Uh, she lets her hair down, which reaches out like tentacles and just starts gorging itself on rice. I imagine uncooked rice, which is very upsetting to me. It's <laughs> all crunchy. Yeah, un even undercooked rice is terrible. Uh, that's pretty much the end of the story. It's not a long tale. Um, I don't know if after that she ate him because there does seem to be like a fear around this yokai, despite I not, I don't find a story that details her eating anyone. But like that story just cut off way too soon. Does he get eaten? It does. does he find this attractive? I don't know. Apparently, well, apparently he's horrified. That's as much as we get. We can pretend. And on that note, why don't you go ahead and put yourself in this guy's shoes, this miserable miser um what would you do if you witnessed this if if you were you know suspicious enough of your wife to stay home from work to not make money which is a whole another issue if you're already a miser um and you saw that she had a second mouth gorging on your rice stores what would you do you give me a second i'm gonna get in character here okay okay go for it um, do we have like a time period here or just uh ancient japan <laughs> I think. You know what? I'm just gonna go with like the time period I'm most familiar with. Fucking Nobunaga's on the throne here. We're waiting around. Fair enough. I don't have time for all these samurai and stuff around here. So 
I'm just gonna go out to the rice and see, make sure that that damnable wife ain't feeding herself. That was number one in the vows. No feeding yourself, no drinking <laughs> water. That costs money. Sweet, sweet money. No, oh, what's that? She's, she is eating. She's, oh my god, her mouth on the back of her head. I'm having a heart attack and dying now. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, so it ends, unfortunately. I mean, well, not necessarily. No, no, now she gets all the money. Yeah. That's a positive no, outcome. That's kind of a, I guess that's a, ha- that's a happy ending. She can just live with her mouth in the back of her head and, and eat what she wants. All right. I, I feel like we got a good story out of that. I like your character. I'm sure we'll see something like that again at some point. Oh, definitely. For sure. All right, so... Moving on to the pop culture section, um, there are actually a lot of appearances of this yokai in pop culture. Um, Wikipedia has that handy section at the bottom where it actually details a lot of these. I didn't recognize probably 75% of them, I'm going to be perfectly honest. Um, So I'm going to touch on a few that I'm familiar with, but if you are interested... Um, either you or the viewer, um, check out this whole list. Like I said, it's on Wikipedia, which, uh, Wikipedia, but it's a handy source sometimes. Just don't write a paper based on Wikipedia, that's all. Um, At least check out the references that Wikipedia lists. Well, Wikipedia referenced for this another wiki, so I was like, that's helpful. Um, (laughs) But but as far as the pop culture stuff, definitely go take a look if you're interested. I'm just going to touch on a few. Um, One of which... Aaron, you already very uh, astutely picked up on Mawile, uh, is indeed based on a Futakuchi Ona. Um, personally, actually, one of my, like, probably my like top ten or five favorite Pokemon. I love Mawile, despite not using it a lot, because uh, what well, what used to be only Steel type, and now we don't have the Mega, so I'm like, well, that sucks. Yeah, um, still a really neat Steel Fairy, though. It is. It is a neat Steel Fairy. Um, so, for those of you that don't know, uh, Mawile is a uh, kind of small Pokemon, uh, seems to be wearing some sort of skirt or dress, and has a very, very large mouth on the back of its head. Um, when I was a kid, I thought it was based on a Venus flytrap, personally, because I didn't know any better. Um, but apparently it's based on this uh, Japanese monster, which makes sense. Wait, when it mega evolves, then does it technically break this yokai and turn it into a three-mouthed monster? I don't know. That is a very interesting thought. Um, anyway, uh, though, some interesting connections here. Uh, Mawile is, in fact, known as the Deceiver Pokemon. Um, so that relates us back to the kind of unknown nature um, of the Futakuchi Ona before the second mouth is revealed. Um, it's deceiving you into thinking it's something else. Um, an interesting difference, however, and I just kind of noted this because it's a fun Pokemon fact. Apparently, Mawile's mouth is actually a, originally a set of horns that transformed. Um, and I say transformed and kind of leave it there because every Pokedex entry doesn't really say what caused this transformation. Just, I guess, normal evolution, since that is still I a guess. thing in Pokemon? It is, yeah. Um, so apparently that used to be horns that over time transformed into these grasping jaws to make this mouth on the back of its head. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of Mawile. This kind of even makes me like Mawile more because, you know... That's pretty cool. Do you think, just as an added little side note here, that they gave it the fairy typing in reference to the fact that it's based off of a yokai, you know, kind of signifying it's a fairy tale? Yeah. 
I could see that, honestly. Um, I, I do sometimes struggle to see why they threw fairy type at a lot of things. And Mawile was one of the things that, like, albeit I was excited, because, oh, cool, it's not just a pure steel type anymore. Um, I did wonder, why did it get the fairy typing? And I could see that being a reason, um, which is very interesting. That Again, that's another thing that improves the Pokemon for me. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, so moving on, um, like I said, there are a ton of other video games and anime and manga also have uh, characters based on Fukutuchi Ona um, that I don't recognize, so I can't speak terribly intelligently about them. Um, however, one I wanted to hit on also was from Skullgirls. I'm sure you saw those links in there. Yep. Um, one of the fighters' name is Philia. Philia, I think. Um, she has a parasite on the back of her head, um, who has a name, Samson. Um, he's pretty much just a mouth and tentacles. Well, hair-like tentacles. Um, and I wanted to bring this one up particularly because it showed what I feel like the others don't touch on, which is the, like, the mouth actually having a personality of its own and, like, communicating with the woman. Mostly, like, insulting and such. But it's kind of like a mean symbiote from Marvel. It is, yeah. And so I found that part interesting. And I also the fact that it also is protective to a point because it is eating for her. Um, so I thought that was an interesting connection to Philia and Samson because there's that kind of, for one, it's a symbiotic relationship, of course, but, uh, he is both kind of insulting and protective. Um, so I thought that was an interesting example. Uh, one more example that I found, uh, personally interesting. Um, are you familiar with the Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children books? Um, I was not. I watched the movie with Courtney because she had knew, known about it, but uh, I... I have know. not... I have sadly not watched the movie. I have this thing after Aragorn... Uh, Aragorn's movie ruined my life as a child. Ruined uh, everyone's so life as a child. It hurt me in a way I had not been hurt before uh, as a kid. So I, I'm always so hesitant to watch movies based on books that I'm very fond of. Uh, but if you're not familiar, um, those of you listening or watching, um, the author of the Miss Peregrine's series um, essentially uses f- creepy old black and white photography that he finds um, to base characters and events and locations on, um, which is a really neat concept. And if you want a good example of the creepy photography, think like those old Mickey and Minnie mascot suits from Disneyland. Oh, no. That kind of creepypasta vibe. <laughs> Um, but in Miss Peregrine's, there is a character named Claire Densmore. Um, she's a young girl, uh, with a mouth in the back of her head. Um, and this hits the other part that Mawile and Philia don't necessarily hit, which is the eating. Um, I'm, if I remember correctly from the book, and I, I think it's shown in the movie just because I kind of remember from a trailer I watched, um, that's pretty much the only way she eats, um, is with the mouth on the back of her head. So it, you know, it is her way of getting sustenance, which I thought was an interesting, uh, interesting thing this was based on. No, and that brings up the question for me of, are both mouths in this yokai equally capable of eating, or is it just the back mouth? I don't know. Um, it, it kind of varied based on the story. Um, from what it sounds like, both are capable. It's just this is a lot of the times, like, if you're unwilling to eat, this is kind of what takes over. Um, and very interestingly, though, and this is kind of like a point, a tick away from Mawile, which is okay. It doesn't have to be perfect. Um, it actually cannot taste through its back, uh, its mouth on the back of its head. Mawile can't. So it actually, 
apparently when it doesn't like a food, we'll just eat with the jaws on the back of its head instead because it's like, well, I don't want to taste this. It's bad. Just a fun little fact. I mean, that's how you keep yourself going. You got bland it's true. food, you just eat with your yeah. back mouth. Um, but that is that is an interesting point. Um, the, the only thing kind of noted to that is when the when it comes to the back mouth, it has to eat twice as much um, than a normal person. But that's kind of the only reference, I guess. Um, but anyway, do you have any final thoughts about uh, this round's monster? This thing is creepy, but, like, I can't say that I'm particularly scared of it. That's fair. Now, that's kind of how I felt about it. Like, it's unsettling, for sure. It hits, like, that but weird it's... freak show vibe, you know? Yeah, it, it's not something that's, like, gonna chase you down and, like, murder you. Um, I'd say as long as you're, like, not a jerk, you're probably fine. Maybe don't don't suppress what women can eat, and you're fine. Go and get a wife that will only eat nothing and will work for me all day. <laughs> that's not the takeaway, surprisingly. Mm. Uh, I feel like that's never going to be the takeaway. I'll let Courtney know the new deal. Okay, I'm sure she'll love that deal immensely. Uh, but anyway, on that note, that does bring us to the end of this uh, interesting look into strange creatures. Um, so let us know uh, in the comments what you might like to see. Add us on Twitter if you don't want to comment on YouTube because YouTube's a bit of a hellscape. Um, but let us know. We've got all sorts of interesting things, I think, in our heads to cover, but I'm sure there's also stuff we don't uh, know anything about and would love to learn. So, Not only that, but give us a like. Maybe share the video to some people who might like it as well. Make our and lives thanks easier. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, make our lives easier. That is true. Goodbye. Bye. Gotta figure out how to stop Audacity.